Hi mate, I've got this idea for a challenge. 10 triathlons, 10 days, in 10 different locations around the UK. Today's suggestion, recovery. Daz, how are you, brother? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Yes, I'm wonderful, mate. Absolutely wonderful. Delighted to have you back on the podcast. Um, feeling a bit um, left out that I didn't get to come and run with you. Because, to be honest, I didn't. I don't. I've been so busy, mate. I haven't paid a lot of attention to social media. I didn't. I didn't know you had um, this one in in the pipeline. Do you want to? Yeah, tell us a it was bit a bit- about it. It was a bit of flash to buy, mate, to be honest, as well. Um, I, I, as you know, probably from previous stuff, I like to say I'm going to do something, just get out and do it without too much thought. Uh, get into it, you know, don't let any sort of negatives float in there and just, yeah, flash the bang, as we say, um, and get it done. But it was um, five marathons in 50 hours, um, carrying carrying weights up in, uh, along the south coast, as you know, so about 4,000 metres elevation we hit. We hit. Did you, did you say you were carrying weight as well? Yeah, so I, not much, about 12 kilos. I was carrying on my water, food, uh, wet kit, warm kit, that type of stuff. Wow. First kit. So, so yeah. was that so you just didn't have to, um, you didn't have to stop? Basically, yeah. Um, but there, there was a support vehicle um, because it got filmed and stuff. Uh, There's a little documentary going to be made. So um, there was that there. Um and, and the guys there just in case um stuff happened but you know what i when i met up with them i did a food with them etc um and and just just try to keep going you know all right does what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna come in here and and bring bring aggie on is is that did i pronounce that right yeah you did mate. just yeah. just so we know what 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 we're talking about do you want me to send you a video of her um no because i want to do this in a one mate so bear with us Today I met Aggie. Aggie's a 12-year-old girl that lives with the world's rarest brain disease. We went for the MRI scan and that's when Rich and I were sort of given the devastating news that, that something had shown up and there was white matter on the brain. When uh, the, it was almost, there was a chill in the room as she brought out the, uh, the x-ray and began to try to describe to us the, the kind of menace of what my white matter was. Okay, so in 10 days, I'm doing five marathons in 50 hours along the south coast, fueled on resilient nutrition. During this event, I want to raise awareness and as much funds as possible for children like Aggie and others across the world with this deteriorating brain disease. Today I met Aggie. Wow. Aggie's a 12-year-old girl that lives with the world's rarest brain disease. Blimey, mate. That's a bit of a tearjerker, isn't it? <laughs> Tell me about it, mate. That's why I had to uh, get involved, you know? Oh, just... Oh, my God, as a parent, it's a every... It's just awful, isn't it? I mean, and, you know, awful for the parent, obviously awful, awful for... For the children, is that? Can you tell us a bit more about that illness? I mean, is does it affect? 
I'm guess obviously it affects longevity. Yeah. So in a, in a nutshell, yeah, it's um it's the world's rarest brain disease, and it's um affects kids. So as as the kid grows, normally, um, they might be lacking a little bit behind on you no know, taking the first steps, talking, etc. Um, but yeah, with with Aggie in this uh, uh, instance, you know, it was it was exactly that. You know, just thought she was a little bit behind, um, and then it was age six she got diagnosed. And when I seen the video, I was like, I had to help, as you said, as a parent. You know, I, I just had to had to do something. And um, and having my own little two daughters, both uh, as well, little blonde girls, just reminded me so much. And um, the, the the HABC is what it calls. It affects the sort of the the, the back of the brain that, that tells you how to move, function, motor skills, etc. And and as um, you get older, um, Aggie's now 12, so she's had to live for six years. She's now lost the ability to walk, talk, uh, and, and losing the ability to eat quite rapidly as well. So um, it's just this, um, it, it's just that it affects everything, your, your function. Um, but there is um, some uh, hope uh, and that's in, in a form of um, uh, Philadelphia Children's Hospital that are working on, on this uh, cure for it. And then it would stop any further degeneration of the body. And, and it, actually, there's more things in the future of Harvard and Philadelphia working together to actually maybe bring things back. So reverse the process. So Aggie might be able to speak again, for example. And, and she's so talented as well. Her, her dad's a writer uh, and she, she's got that talent as well. And um, it, it's amazing. And and I just want to be able to do as much as I can, um, to to help that process and and bring that back out. And there's 200 people in the world with this, and there's no NHS funding or anything. So it's all um, hands in pockets, and and let's hope for the best. Well, mate, you could be proud of yourself because you've already done, in, in this challenge alone, let alone all your other ones. But in this challenge alone you've done more than 99.9999999% of people on the planet will ever do for another person. So be proud of yourself, mate, you know? Yeah, cheers, bud. F five marathons in, essentially, we're talking two days, aren't we? 50 hours, yeah. So um, I had to sort of finish on the 10 o'clock on the Sunday morning, which was yesterday morning. Uh, because everyone turned up. So Waggy came down with her parents. Another little guy called Frankie came down with his parents, who's um, he's six. And um, yeah, and there's another little girl, Sophia, who she couldn't make it down. But they're the three in the UK with it. And But then other people that helped me along the way, uh, the BBC, et cetera. So I had to finish at 10 o'clock. Um, however, I did get a little bit frustrated because I could have finished in about 44 hours. Um, as I was just wanting, I just wanted to keep going, you know, you know that whole you, yeah, you go to sleep and get woken up for a stag moment. It was one of them. <laughs> so, uh, um, so yeah, but it was good, mate. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's quite awkward that when oh, got a bit of feed feedback. I'm not sure why that is. Yeah, it gets a bit awkward when I did my um, John O'Groats to Lambs M run. It, it, I was thinking, oh my god, what if I arrive on a day? during the week when everyone's at work and no one can come and no one, you know, can't see my family or friends or whatever. And, and, um, then I thought, what if I arrive at three o'clock in the morning and there's no, there's no media, you know, it's, it's, it's all going to be a bit, po not pointless, but that media is going to put your fundraising 
Yeah, and that's exactly it. So I had to make sure I was fairly certain. I had my own um, wife and kids uh, pop down, so I was able to pick up my little four-year-old at the bottom and, and you know, hold her and, and also push Aggie over the, the line as well. So it was um, fantastic. So what was their, what was the parents' um, reaction to you crossing the line? Um, they're, they're quite blown away, you know. Uh, they presented me with a Guinness, as it seems to be a trademark. Every time I finish something, someone gives me a Guinness, so it's, um, I'm not complaining. And... Um, I yeah, have and, I have them at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I normally used to, yeah. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so they give me Guinness and uh, and some bath salts as well. <laughs> um, but my feet are so swollen, still I'm not getting in the bath yet. I'm too <laughs> they hurt in the shower. So, but yeah, no, they they were blown away by it, and um, you know I've raised like over twenty k now in in the last ten days for them. I just want to raise more, though. I'm feeling I'm, I am being a little bit hard on myself, if I'm honest. That um, I haven't raised much more than that because a million quid's a big target for them. I mean, last year I think raised 110 grand themselves. So it's just um, I have to think of something else quickly and start going again. Yeah. So people watching, obviously, there's going to be a donation link below um, to support Aggie. Can I please ask our veterans family because this is what we do best. Share this on all the pages, folks, because uh, you know we 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 can try and do a good a good thing here, and it's just life's been a bit rubbish, hasn't it, for the last couple of years? And if we can just do just just a bit of sunshine in there and do, do something good, um, and as usual, I'm always very proud of the the veterans community. Um, uh, yeah, they always they you know they always pull together. So please share, folks. Daz, let's talk about the actual uh, logistics itself. So it's fairly simple then. Just chuck a backpack on. You've got a water bladder. Did you have like your credit, your bank card to buy stuff on the way for food? Or did you have all of it with you? So I, I carried um, resilient nutrition pouches, 100 gram pouches with uh, between five and 600 calories in it. Um, was was my main source of energy. Uh, but then also we stopped for hot scoff which was dehydrated fire pot food um was mainly it and then um ali who's the actual resilient nutrition owner um at, at one point he had he cooked up some pizzas so um at, at the one of the, the final checkpoints so it was like a bit of morale boost you know yeah it does um so i put my hand up so i don't talk over the top of you <laughs> you've got to go yes you at the back yeah 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 um does what that when you say fire pot, is that the same brand as I've seen in Go Outdoors? Probably, yeah, yellow packet. Yes. Yeah. How is how is that? Because I looked at one the other day. I was in there buying some um, trainers for my girlfriend. <laughs> I had a big argument because the manager came up and tried to uh, throw me out the shop for not doing a certain. A certain, uh, yeah, a yeah. certain thing. So I, I asked if, if that's how they treated all. Uh, uh. <laughs> Another convo, mate. <laughs> oh, mate, I tell you what, it's against the law in this country to do that. You know, mm. you don't know what the person you're, you're approaching is going through or has been through or is dealing with. And it, that's why it's against the law, you know. Yeah. Chat, asking someone what they're to prove that they're disabled or whatever the case may be. Ah, yeah. 
not that I'm registered with anything like that. I just don't think you have to give that information to absolutely yeah. to another human being. And I, folks, I'm only saying this in this podcast because this is the issues that that traumatized veterans face, and this is why we lose we're losing lots of people. But sorry, Daz, just just an aside no. an aside for a learning point that is. I think, um, yeah, I looked at that stuff, and it really did seem even more dehydrated than our bloody ration packs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's extremely dehydrated. So I, um, uh, they, they, they um, through Vango, so I'm sponsored with them. And so it's, it's fantastic because what, eight quid a pot or something like that. So um, um, luckily, luckily, you know, I can just ask for for when I need, but it's the whole purpose of, so I wrote, um, I wrote an article on it last year for Vango when I came back from the Arctic and, you've got to top it up with water and um, leave it 15 minutes, a bit like a pot noodle in essence. And uh, I was able to sort of in, in the Arctic, cause it was so cold, no minus 50, I was able to pour it in and then put it down my top, keep me warm, little hot water bottle, and then, and then have the, the morale after. So it's a bit of double purpose, but the energy um, that comes from it and, and the taste is amazing. Um, I literally think uh, you could you know, Treat, treat the missus to um, treat one some that like, a candlelit dinner and pour it out in a plate and you take, take the credit for cooking it. It's really Beautiful. good, then, yeah. I, I rate it. I've, I've, t- I've had tried so many outdoor you know, meals and then obviously the ration packs, obviously, but it, it's it's nice. Food. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna um, I'll try that then because I'm doing the marathon of the sands in um, in October, I think it is. So running across the Sahara Desert, I might take. I might try try that for my food. Um, I'll send you a couple, mate. Just send me, text me address, and I'll send you a couple. Oh, that's really kind of you. Thank you. Yeah, that makes it all worthwhile starting this podcast now. That's it. Is it? <laughs> At what point, Daz, did it start getting hard? Um, can I just add when I did my two hundred miler at Christmas? which I, for some stupid reason, I thought it was going to be fairly easy. <laughs> I, even before the first marathon was up, I was just in real pain all over my body. I, um, not so much tired, just, just pain. My Achilles completely went, uh, pulled, a ham, pulled my hamstring. To, um, just, I, I was just really, I, I did question, maybe I'm getting old, maybe that's, <laughs> that's what it is so did you have any any moments like that or, or was it all fairly smooth no i had plenty of moments like that to be honest <laughs> and um <clears throat> yeah so the first i would say the first sort of two marathons was um was good you know i had a good piece of morale with me you know the the, the lads that joined in throughout you know, um, were fantastic. Um, can we give Can we give them a shout out because uh, God, there's so many as <laughs> well, But absolutely, you know, um, there, there's a few. So Chris Vosper, as you know, joined in some of it. At a good point as well because um, you probably know the area very well. Lulworth Cove over the hills. No, um, I, I've never been in that part of the world. Well, not not sort of. Ah, uh, I think in, the, in is it Dorset. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've I've been to Dorset several times, and you go there in the Marines Marines during your basic training, but I don't really. Yeah. Um... So the 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 infamous roller coaster from the pool lads is uh, is there, and um, it's uh, rolling hills, 
which to rolling to me is 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 visualized in a way and, and i know i've i've done it on uh before while serving but this was um i'd already gone in a marathon by this point and i was in the hurt locker at a stage because some of the other hills previous to that were almost three points of contact two of them can up and lots and lots of steps so we had chris Fosper was in there point uh jake best uh former hey, booty hey, as well aj uh, AJ Roberts, he came in on Marathon 3 on, on the way back towards, yeah, um, there was um, Adam Alcock, you know, served, um, Matt Hillier came down to the starts, um, there, there was, oh, I can't remember how many other people there were, there was a, another couple of guys, B, uh, turned up, you know, um, there were loads, loads of people that, that turned up and got, in, got involved. Keep talking. I lost my and, uh... Um, yeah, and uh, you know, even you guys I met. You know, a guy called Craig, really, really nice bloke, outdoor adventure type person. Um, yeah, I just uh, uh, Tommy from Osprey. Um, he did a marathon the first day, and then he joined me for the last bit. Um, there were just so many great people. Uh, my, one of my best mates who served as godfather to my daughter, he turned up Mac. Um, it's just so many, so many people. And, and I'm sorry if I've left one or two of you out, but I'm still a little bit tired. Forgive me. <laughs> I always find if you take Chris Vosper and AJ Roberts on any sort of expedition, you just end up dragging them along. Well, that was there. Uh, yeah, at one point I had to put Chris on my back for the fireman's carry up over, yeah. But there you go. I'm sure when he listens to this, he'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and um, AJ casually turned up in a tractor bombs. I thought he was going to football practice. And uh, <laughs> I was like, cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, one last question then. Uh, what, what was the hardest? At what point Yeah. did it get hard? And how hard did you think like, oh, my God, I wish I hadn't done this? Or was it, did, how did you deal with it mentally? Yeah, so there's one point um, just before AJ met me, actually coming up to Marathon 3, um, and I was just on the back range road at Lulworth Cove, uh, the ranges down there. And I, I I hadn't slept by this point, so um, it was it was pretty... I mean, it was probably only... Uh, what's that? Probably nine to... Probably about 28 hours in, and, and I went sort of right through to like 38 hours with only about 45 minutes kit. In, in small sections and and the cars were pulled over because they sort of knew I was flagging at this point and uh, I, I sat in the car and uh, they put a DOS bag over me and um, I said look I just need to close my eyes for 10 minutes here and and I did but I I, I couldn't get to sleep because the pain in my feet was phenomenal and um, my feet are quite badly swollen and I, I'm, I only have three blisters but the, the swelling overall is quite quite big and um, and I thought, how am I going to do this, you know? And then I had to think back to the reason. So um, little Aggie, I called her parents um, on, on a FaceTime, uh, just to have a chat. And and they sent me a photo of Aggie. And I was like, OK, here we go. That's why we're in. And then that was me. Just cracked on to the end. So it was that one point where it was brutal. I was going to say, how how is it motivation-wise when you're doing this, not not just for a charity as we've both done, but you're actually doing it for an individual and, and it's that personal, and not just a personal catching, but this is so, mm. it, it, it's it's just, it's so important to that family. It's it's so important as well. And, and 
and I was a little bit hard on myself, but it's it's how I know, you know, you know, it's it's what I was taught into me in the military and school and stuff, being a bit more hard and harsh on yourself. And 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 the words I had with myself was, um, these kids can't walk, I can get a grip, Darren, and let's go, you know. Mm. And that was it. There's that little ten seconds of a chat with myself was enough to to push me through another, you know, eighty five plus K. Brilliant. Daz, listen, I'm conscious you, you've got a lot of other appointments to do, so thank you so much for coming on. Can I just ask you... Oh, sorry, sorry about this. One sec, mate. Right. I, I am still here, believe me. <laughs> um, uh, there we are. Um, can I just ask you, for anybody out there that might be struggling or that might want to take on a challenge or whatever it is, can you give us five tips, and I'll count you down, of what people can do to smash their one life? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, so I'll give it a go. Number one. Number one is um, you, you just got to do something, Do whether that's get out and go for a walk or... Um, it, it, do something physical and massive believer than physical helps the mental side of things. So that's number one. Number two is don't procrastinate over stuff too much. You know, it's, um, that's why I, there's little lead times up to my events. You no, know, this was, I only met the family less than three weeks ago or I spoke to them before doing this event. So don't procrastinate too much. Um, number three is don't let the negative people around you sort of bring you down and talk you out of it. Um, that that's obviously a, a big thing, you know, and, and people radiate negativity and also positivity. So that leads into the next point is surround yourself with positive and like-minded people. And um, number four, so that's, uh, yeah, get involved with them. And on that event was a perfect uh, event. There was loads of people that came together, all similar-minded, um, and it was just a great time. You know, everyone just had fun. And, and lastly, number five, I would say is um, don't be afraid of failure. You know, it's uh, what is failure? You know, failure is different to everyone else, similar to what success is to everyone else. So work out what it is for you um, and, and, yeah, just give it a go. So friends at home, um, or those that might be, you know, wanting to get out there and smash a few things and get their bucket list done or get your mental health a bit happier, just so you know how important these very simple philosophies are, if I'd written five down, then I'd have written exactly what Daz just said. Exactly. Everyone that achieves a bit of enlightenment in their life and, and gets stuff done has to adopt the same principles. And, and, and the great thing is they're not rocket science and you can do them in a day. You can do them. If you decided today, you could instigate them to, today. Take action. Decide not to li listen to the, to, you know, to the naysayers etc etc does you're an absolute legend i'm going to be branding you from now on as britain's super soldier <laughs> i'll um, take that mate yes so much love to you and your family Cheers, um, buddy. and obviously to aggie and her family friends the link below for donation and as i said if if we could share this um certainly in the veterans community and wider that would be wonderful and if you could like and subscribe. Of course. Cheers, everyone. Take care, Daz. Cheers. Bye-bye, mate. Bye, mate. Bye-bye.